Hey everyone, it's Dijon. Hope you're all doing well. I just wanted to say if you're a part of this community and you want to see it grow, please subscribe and follow this channel wherever you are listening. Give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share it with the homies. Thanks. Welcome to the Souls of Society community. We're building the new world here. It's based on connection, compassion, and collaboration. Join us as we explore how to create a new earth. Enjoy the Heart Center conversation. I'm Dijon. Welcome to the tribe. Bless. Okay, hello, Souls family. I am here with a special friend who's out in Maui right now. Aloha, Tea. Aloha. Um, I met Tea a few years ago outside of Mana Foods, which is like kind of like the main hangout spot for the community where people just go to get their groceries and also just to connect. And I think we met through a, a mutual friend and we were talking about my music that I had just finished creating. And then she said she wanted to hear it. So we went to listen to it and we had like a little dance party in a parking lot. <laughs> and I also remember Taya that, uh, a guy came up and and said like, oh, you know, like the the beach is closed because we went down to Baldwin and you looked at him and said, oh, we're just dancing. That's okay, right? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, that's okay. And then he walked away and I was like, wow, she's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we got to know each other some and that was fun and we stayed connected on Facebook and I feel like you always are spreading positive energy but I feel like in the light of the last month with everything that's been going on with the coronavirus and all the fear that's being whipped up your output has increased and you've committed to this breathwork journey and I've been seeing your post and it's been very inspiring so I just wanted to connect and hear how this process has been for you and hear about your journey. Hmm. Yes, and thank you for asking me. It's really wonderful to be on with you and just to hear your voice as well. And I appreciate you also trying to spread good energy and yeah, good to remember those, those days with that dance on Baldwin when we could all still be outside and and move freely <laughs> yeah it seems it's strange that that feels like a luxury now but at this point it is are mm -hmm. the beaches closed in hawaii also uh the beaches are officially closed i feel like uh maui's a little bit more relaxed than the mainland we're allowed to walk on the beach um, we're allowed to surf or be in the water um, we're not allowed to park um, in the beach parks. Um, and sometimes there, there are police uh, walking around. And uh, they're pretty kind, though, as long as you're not sitting down. So, yeah, more relaxed, but definitely a, a strange feeling. And lots of people with masks and gloves and, you know, the tension and the fear is definitely present here. Mm. And... Mm. I don't know if you have experienced fear and are just <clears throat> not giving it energy, but it, it seems to me from what I've seen in your post that you've really like deepened your commitment to your spiritual practices and that's giving you a lot of clarity and vitality. I would love to hear more about that. Okay. Yeah, that's a, a great place to start. Um, I guess the first thing to say is I have been in, in spiritual practice for a really long time, um, essentially since I, since I was 17. Um, and the past few years, as I've felt um, the planet shifting 
and a lot of movement. And I've had a lot of guidance around things that possibly were coming our way. Um, I definitely found myself amping up my commitment to my practice um, and the breath work that you're speaking of and what you've seen me posting online that I'm now on day 38 of a renewed commitment to my breathwork practice. Um, so interestingly, the timing with that was before I had heard of the, of the coronavirus. Um, I was in a meditation and, and just really heard this call to deepen my commitment and to start putting that out online as a way to perhaps inspire others um, to deepen their own commitment to some form of practice and just sharing the, the energy of what I'm in. Um, and sometime after that, uh, I learned about the virus. And at first it was, I think as it was for many of us, you know, kind of a casual awareness which quickly became very intense um, within the, the news that spread and the, the orders that were put in place. Um, and so having said that, you know, witnessing what's going on in the world with this, the thing I most feel to say is that I, I really look back and see um, a lot of guidance that this was coming and I know that's true for a lot of people, I'm not alone in that, whether we've had feelings or premonitions or, or clairvoyant um, energies. I think there are a lot of us that have felt that something was coming. Um, I certainly didn't know that it would be this and this quickly, um, but it has matched with a lot of what, I, what I've been shown. And I think in some ways having that guidance has helped me kind of already be maybe um, extra aware or, or desirous of being in a state of love and light. Um, you know, when you, you mentioned um, not uh, feeling fear or not being in fear to address that, um, I honestly, for the most part, don't, I don't feel that I um, go into a place of fear um, I would say maybe that in part has to do with life experience and a, a, a long-term uh, process of coming close to death um, and even having death experiences that were very real. And I, I've looked back and realized that those processes have really um, strengthened my ability to face things that otherwise um, may feel very crippling in this time period. And also from that place, really being able to feel compassion for people who are feeling afraid and anxiety and stressed and, and worried. Um, and so I currently am just really feeling grateful to to experience that I can be this pillar of, of light for others and also humbly to know that that doesn't mean I won't be hit with waves um, of whatever, you know, feelings or emotions or experiences might come my way. Um, and from that place, um, just really feeling that it's, it's extra important to be connected, to practice, um, to prayer, to being vital, to being healthy, because we never know, you know, what's going to come our way. So I'm, I'm certainly not over here just thinking that I'm, you know, in, invincible to anything. Um, and I do feel very grateful that I, I've made this choice to really anchor into that place of, of a, a good, good centered awareness, um, being present as much as I can, um, feeling the waves that the planet's in and where this might be headed, uh, really just convinces me that the only valid thing to do is connect more into the light and the love and a presence of, uh, a movement into greater and greater joy and resilience 
because in my mind I feel um, and think uh, in this way of what would the point be of giving in to um, these fears and this kind of over-adrenalized state that the mainstream media or the powers that be perhaps are guiding and influencing us to be in. Um, to me, those look like very, very dark tunnels. Um, and I feel pretty clear that going into those would lead to lower vibrations um, that are detrimental to us. And so that only compounds the, the issue of being susceptible, whether to to illness or just not being in a good state, um, depression, anxiety, all of those things, um, of course, lessen our ability to be resilient. And so I've formulated this practice, and this is the last thing I'll say, and then if you have um, you know, questions, I guess I got on a little bit of a roll here. It feels good to, to be on here with you. Um, sharing some of this presence from Maui as well and just sending you all this vital energy that's here. Um, so, yeah, it's for us to develop an internal pro process of constantly committing to a path of, of love and light um, is in my mind what will allow us to all unite in in a positive future and where I see people being divided even amidst our spiritual family, you know, regarding is, is the virus real or, you know, is there an agenda of an elite that's trying to control us? Um, all of these divisions have always been there and they're only being amped up right now. So I feel like my role really is to just stay steadfast in this loving presence of, of the heart and connection into the divine um, and staying rooted to the earth as well. And if I can consistently do that each day, I really feel like I'm, I'm on my path. Um, you know, there are moments where I'll purposely take in some of the what I've been referring to myself as like the dark news, the heavy news, um, not, not so much at all the mainstream, you know, not CNN or ABC or NBC or Fox News, but um, really well done, uh, informative things that are being put out on, on YouTube, for example, that are talking about this darker, sinister force that is perhaps had this long-term agenda with our world. Um, and so taking that in um, and being already grounded in this, this place of connection into the divine, I'm able to, to view it and feel it through uh, a heart of compassion and willingness to move and transmute that energy through me. And so I wanted to add that part in because in my practice, it's not as though I'm over here just totally removed from what's happening. Um, I'm really trying to stay as absolutely aware as I can through clear sources and have this willingness to, uh, I guess what I would call, transmute some of that darkness, um, shed a lot of light on it and lift it up to the divine. And in moments where I'm feeling any sense of, you know, like it's a lot to take in, it's a lot to feel, um, you know, and maybe I'll, I'll feel a wave of, of upsetness, of, you know, of anger, of like enough is enough. Um, I move that through my body and try to do that as quickly as I can so I can just come back into that presence of, of the unity, uh, love, the, the presence of so much light that is here more than ever. And so that formula so far seems to be really 
working well and there's an edge to it like there's a certain amount that i i can take in and move and i'm i'm kind of learning to see where that edge is where if i push a little bit too hard um then maybe i'm not not able to sleep as well or you know like i i feel myself coming a little bit out of that center um and so when i'm posting things online and I'm sharing, you know, whether it's a picture and some words of what I'm in. Um, I've really just found this willingness to surrender my presence to to the whole, to all of us, to the collective, in hopes that that will help others to feel that link into that place of feeling centered in in calmness, in inner peace, in vitality, um, tranquility, even in the midst of this, um, and compassion for others, because not everyone has it as, as easy as some of us, you know, that have been blessed to, to walk this path of, of knowing to eat healthy food and all these wonderful tools that we have. And so much of the world is, you know, suffering more than ever. So broadcasting that, that love and compassion, I feel, is the best thing that we can do right now. And if we're having emotions of fear, worry, anxiety, um, stress, anger, to really work with those and move them and, and to not judge them, because all of these feelings are totally warranted in the, the scope of what we're faced with right now. Uh, but the more we move them, the more we're... I've really been using this term uh, warrior of light with people recently. You know, this is something that we've spoken of in our, in our circles for a long time. And now it's like, we're really being called upon to embody that and look at what that really means to us. So I'll pause there. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You've been deep in it and I appreciate your, groundedness and your resolve to be connected to your center and your heart and also be engaged and show up in the way that feels authentic and loving to you. And mm -hmm. I feel like there's a very delicate balance that you're pulling off and that you said you sometimes notice that you feel overwhelmed by, but you know, the best thing we can do is to not feed into the hysteria. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we have to be present with what is. We can't just ignore it, right? Because, you know, they say the, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So... This is a pretty heady conversation, but I feel like anyone who would be listening to this podcast would probably understand or at least be curious of what we're talking about. And I feel like it's about engaging with things within a certain dimension because there's things that try to pull us down into lower dimensions mm -hmm. and more into the 3D, more into the physical. And we're trying to elevate ourselves into higher realms or ground those higher frequencies of energy into this realm. Yes. And that takes an awareness. And, you know, an example I guess I can give is, is that like any, anything you give energy to amplifies. So um, I've given this example in other contexts, but my grandmother before she passed had dementia. So her brain was affected and at certain times close to sundown, it would seem like she would get taken over by spirits and, and a different energy would come over her. And she would start to say, you know, like nasty things. And when it first started, I would kind of engage with that energy because I didn't understand what was going on. Um, but I learned that that was just a condition of her situation. So then I could just kind of ignore those things 
or if I didn't ignore them to not let them get like hooked in to my field Mm -hmm. and then speak to what it is that I want it to happen. Right. So maybe people can relate if they have children, right. And a child has a certain thing they want and they're speaking to that. Right. And you're like, (laughs) we're not going to have ice cream right now. or We're not going to do that. We're going to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And and you feel as if you are in a position of authority and you don't feel threatened by the agenda of the child because it's a child and you Mm -hmm. understand that you are more powerful and it's not more powerful with the intention to Mm -hmm. harm. It's the power being wielded in, in the intention to be loving, but also be mature and responsible. Mm. And to me, that's what feels like is happening and needs to happen now in the way that we're relating to each other and kind of the lower energy forms that are out in the world. It's almost like they're, they're children that we can't ignore and we have to redirect into higher forms because ultimately any darkness will be defeated just in the presence of light. You know, it's just being Mm -hmm. able to access that light within that's going to repel that darkness, but that takes consciousness and a devoted cultivation of the inner self, which you have been doing for 38 days now. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious, you mentioned that you began these spiritual practices are our spiritual practices in general when you were 17. And I would love to hear more about just your human story and how you came into your path and what that's been like. Mm. And thank you for all of that. It was very well worded. Uh, and I, I completely agree with everything you're saying um, right now for us to connect with higher frequencies and be that light and beam the light is what will lead to the beautiful future that we all came here to create and light is so powerful thank you for your words yeah so i at age 17 i i started going through an awakening Um, when i look back i I think like a lot of us, you look back and realize that, oh, you were always, you know, very connected as a child. Um, but some of what I went through as a teen, as, as is the case for many of us, was very um, confusing and painful. And, um, you know, public school was, was never a fun experience for me and never really made sense to me. Um, I left school when I was 16. And uh, at 17, I somehow just began to kind of see through the illusion is what I felt. Um, Just the whole way that our society works began to seem quite um, insane to me. Um, And then I had a a very close call with death, seemingly. Um, Very profound experience that had me um, accelerating Uh, Overnight, I found myself to be in a completely different level of awareness and awakened state. Um, And at the heart of that, when I look back, the the main shift that took place was I went from being um, ungrateful, you know, just kind of always looking to what what felt bad or kind of this like downward spiral that's so prolific in our societies as as a whole to just feeling unbelievably grateful to be alive um and i wanted to experience life i wanted to to really feel alive and so i set out on a journey to find as much light and liberation as i could um, and eventually at 19, that brought me to Hawaii, actually to the big island. And I, I went there based on a dream I had where the dolphins were calling me to come and swim with them. And the, the dreams were 
so overwhelmingly powerful that um, I couldn't ignore them at some point. Mm. And yeah, then along that that journey, um, I was going through so much accelerated awakening every day. Uh, I wound up praying for a teacher, and within two days from that time, I was I was brought to meet this amazing individual who became my teacher. And um, he's the one that gave me this breathwork practice. Um, and that was combined with a lot of other things, um, including mindfulness, meditation, yoga, natural medicine, homeopathy, Native American practices, um, Hawaiian practices, martial arts. Um, he was kind of like, every teacher I, I could have ever imagined wanting in one body. And I practiced and studied with him for three and a half years. And it was a combination really of, of him and in higher realms, um, beings in, in the world of spirit and my own um, inner path of awakening or, or my higher self, um, the earth, the dolphins, the whales, the magic of Hawaii and then traveling with him to different sites around the world. Um, and to say a, a tiny bit about this breath work, because I know a lot of what I'm saying is, um, you know, it's kind of um, intangible, but um, I'm always happy to share more about what the practices are that have allowed me to, to anchor so deeply into these higher frequencies. Um, but in a nutshell, this breathwork he described to me as the highest breathwork and practice on the planet. And he explained that it had been handed down through a lineage um, that went all the way back in time to the beginning of our world. And now this understanding is has become unbelievably profound to me. At age 19, it took me a while to take in the vastness of, of what he said. Um, and he explained that that the, the teachings that he was giving me um, had been carried by a sacred lineage um, that he referred to as the lineage of light and that the practices had been used by many of the masters that, that we know. It's kind of like the, the, the secret or the, the hidden path um, of the most devoted initiates of all time. And inside of this breath work, you essentially learn initially just how to breathe well, how to breathe deeper, how to clear breathing patterns. And the understanding being that um, breath is life. And then you, you learn to initiate through a series of breathing techniques that become more and more powerful and more and more enhanced. Um, and as you do that, your cells begin to enliven with incredible energy. Uh, your energy centers open up and you develop abilities to reside in higher and higher consciousness and open yourself as a portal of light into these higher dimensions and to bring that light through. And so the training that I was in really was to learn how to remember that there's a very different way that we can exist as humans, which is not to think of ourselves as individual egos with free wills that can just kind of walk around and think and do whatever we want and that we're kind of like these solo units that don't affect anything, but rather that we're vehicles for, for what um, the word that still resonates with me is higher self. We, we are vehicles for our higher selves and learning to surrender the ego to that higher presence uh, through the practice of meditation and mantra and intention and surrender. Um, and this breath work is just 
unbelievably powerful um, way for us when we're in that state of surrender to bring in these higher frequencies, which um, in the way that I was taught are then being anchored into the, the field of consciousness that's here. So the more uh, we engage in these practices, the more we're able to spread that light. And that it just simply is so. It's, it's not something that, that we need to um, speak of even. You know, you, can, you could go your whole life just humbly being that, that vessel that is breathing this life force, this, this prana. Um, and so inside of that breathwork practice, what happened was that I accelerated um, so much, it, it's hard to even give words to, but I, I basically on a daily basis would enter these higher states and, and activate the, the energy field um, within and around me. And my energy became so high that, you know, there were times I can remember just running up and down the beach because I didn't even know what to do with all this energy that I had. Um, and I just found that there was a profound effect on, on my body. And the more that I developed that state of anchoring into the love and the light, the less I was susceptible to what you're speaking of, of these lower um, energies and, and these beings that are, you know, maybe trying to steer us in, in different ways into those lower energies. Um, and so to this day, and, and especially, you know, during this time with this renewed um, practice that I've been in, I find that I almost want to say it's like we create more and more of an invincible shield um, where we aren't so susceptible and then it's it's not that those energies of control or fear vibration um, aren't still real in our world it's just that they don't have their hooks into us um, and so you know for me having this breath work is just it is such a sacred gift and I'm always happy to share it. It's something I've been teaching since I was 23. Um, and I feel that having practices are, are really fundamental for people to feel that they can really um, apply these concepts because without tools, it's kind of like it's, it's just vague. You know, people hear of these concepts of, you know, stay in the light or connect to the light and don't go towards the darkness. But, but to not have tools is, um, yeah, it doesn't avail us of the highest opportunities. So, you know, when people ask me what they can do, um, my first suggestion always is to, to find tools or, or to use the tools that we have because if we're not using them, then they're, they're really of no use right now. Um, and yet, if we do use them, there really truly is so much more light than has ever been before. And so even just the littlest bit of meditation or linking in can create this profound effect within us and therefore, you know, spread that and send that out to the world. And the more we do that and the more we build that, it becomes so fun and so joyful and so the idea of spiritual practice being hard or you know something that we avoid or have an aversion to um, can really quickly be transformed into something that just feels good um, and that's why I, when i'm posting in my story i'm trying to really just show that it can be fun you know, it's not this thing that's this grueling, you know, all oh, the ego just doesn't want to do it. But wow, we're so blessed to be on this planet and in these bodies and in this state of interconnectedness, no matter what's going on in the world. And the more we link into that, the more I know for me, it, it's 
it's tangible that I can feel that the state I'm in is having an effect on the whole. And that's where I am so passionate about building that, that inner state more and more because I feel the, the impact and I feel the more we link together, the more that's going to be really where we kind of, um, I want to say like turn the tide, like we reach that, that critical mass that so many are speaking to now where there are enough of us uniting, you know, even if it's just inwardly because we're all linked into that same field of light. And that's what's going to tip the scales. Um, you know, as you mentioned, maybe viewing these forces that control almost as um, a, a child that's wanting to get their way or um, but just that, you know, they may feel that they're very evolved and sophisticated, but when you really shine light on that force, you really feel it, really it isn't. You know, it's, it's managed to, to have a lot of control because we're allowing it to, essentially. But it's not connected into that infinite state of love and, and unity consciousness. It's controlling from, from fear. And so the more we can all just spread that, that light of, wow, it's not actually that powerful. It's kind of like in Wizard of Oz where they peel back the curtain and it's just one little man standing there. I kind of see that, that force in that way at this point. Um, without, without us allowing that control to take place, it doesn't really have much to hold on to. And so that's why, for me, staying away from the mainstream media's message, you know, like not giving into it, is one of the most important things that we can do right now. Mm. Thank you so much. I feel mm. the peace in your being. And I appreciate what you're cultivating and what you're sharing. And I've been doing this project since 2011 and it's been the most illuminating process because I get to talk to all different kinds of people from all different walks of life. But in the process, I've learned how to open my listening field and really receive messages because mm -hmm. I feel like if you hold a certain space, you can receive what God is trying to communicate to you. Mm -hmm. And it used to be that I would hear the same thing from a few different sources. And I would also, when I first started doing this project, be walking around the street and talking to people. So I would like literally see the same presence behind people's eyes and could recognize it as the same being communicating with me. And now we're doing this podcast. So I can't, I'm not looking at you, but someone said the exact same thing about these things have power because we're allowing them to. And they use the same metaphor as the Wizard of Oz and the man behind the curtain. Like that mm -hmm. was like three days ago. I think it was uh, maybe David Icke in his London Real interview. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but yeah, he spoke to exactly the same thing. And, you know, he's like, there's a very small group of people that are orchestrating these things and they're operating from fear and control and they're not connected to their infinite nature and therefore like i am more powerful than all of them because i'm operating at a frequency they don't understand mm -hmm. and you know he just encourages people not to enact violence or anything against anyone else but to act in their sovereignty and do what they know to be right not to do what he's saying to do but to do what they know to be right and 
don't even go into the what are the consequences because the voice that asks what are the consequences is the voice of fear. Yeah. And if you're living in love, you don't even think about it. You just do what is right. And you have the trust that what's right will be right. And there was a time in my life when I wasn't sure about what happens after this human life or if there is other life. And, and even now I couldn't say I specifically know, but I feel deeply confident that life is eternal and mm -hmm. there's many manifestations and we're just provided with opportunities to experience who we really are. And mm -hmm. whether or not we all have the same religion or the same belief system, I think when people leave this plane, we usually know if they were living in accordance with the truth or not, right? Like when mm -hmm. Martin Luther King dies or Nelson Mandela dies or Maya Angelou dies or Gandhi or, or anyone like that, we just feel it. We're like, yes, they, they were connected and they lived according to the highest principles and that's the example. And they were more devoted to their ideals than they were to this material world. Mm -hmm. And that's not to devalue this world because it's beautiful and it's a beautiful experience and that's what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But it's a, one of infinite transitory experiences. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So well said, all of that. Yes. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> well, it sounds like it would be great for you to make videos sharing your breathwork practices for people mm. to be able to learn them and circulate them. Yes, this is true. It's um, getting getting everything out there is is my next step. I you know in my past I was always very much um, an in person person, <laughs> and uh, I I used to do a lot of conference calls and had a correspondence course by email. Um, but yeah, I have. I have a, a format that I'm beginning to work with to offer the variety of services that I have um, and also just bringing my messages more into video form and not so much just the, the images and the words. It's been fun to be doing that, but yeah, I'm feeling ready for the videos and um, collaborating more and more with different people. And I really appreciate you bringing me on. And it's also wonderful to hear your alignment and attunement and your words of wisdom and insight and being reminded of how you how you see the oneness in in others and remembering back to when you described to me the photography that you did walking on the streets of San Francisco and how much I respected um, that you were doing something that you know really made a difference and what a beautiful gift to be able to see the divine in everyone. And that's, that's something right now I also feel that we can all do. You know, when I go into the stores, which I think it's similar on Maui um, as anywhere, uh, we're not immune to what's being put out and how people are reacting of everybody's got a mask and it's just the vibration that's there beyond this idea that people are trying to protect themselves um, more and more people are just in so much fear and looking at each other with this paranoia and tension and 
totally devoid of what even here in the islands where there's usually so much aloha and smiley happy people to see that you know really not so much abundantly existing um, is really sad to see and so whenever i go into the stores i you know i'll purposely just go in with um, trying to radiate as much love as i can and you kind of see this this sad response of it's like people are looking at you like why are you happy this is not we're not supposed to be being happy we're supposed to be you know feeling sad and afraid and worried and and so i just really wanted to take a few minutes to touch on that that you know for us to share still being human because if we're being dehumanized right now then the best thing we can do is to remember what it is to be human and to love others and to share a presence and the more we can do that the more we can walk into those stores beaming those frequencies of love and light and give a smile and if what someone's reflecting to us is fear and worry and why aren't you happy then what if what we're beaming back is it's okay to be happy it's okay to to feel good it's okay to feel compassion, you know, but to not to not give in to walking around like other people are are now the enemy. I think is going to be increasingly important as we witness what's happening, and to allow other people to see that that sense of freedom within, like you're saying, to do what what one feels is right. Um, because that inner guidance is always there. And the more of us that stand up to, to do what we feel to do. I saw a video of a woman who was uh, in a highly quarantined city somewhere, and someone was playing music, and she went out on the street and just burst out into this dance in the middle of the street. And, you know, the onlookers, the response was... It was really gripping to watch as some people were just so rooted in fear that they just could barely stand to allow her to do her thing. And others were, you know, it's like there was this opening in them, you know, to be more freed. And, you know, so many of us have been blessed to experience so much freedom, all the, the festivals and the dancing and the songs. And, and so now more than ever, if we can, share that you know what however we can do that and create that that turning of the tides just really inspired to see that and, and i thank you for doing your part in creating these podcasts and, and also inspiring me to get out there more thank you yeah it's my pleasure mm. it's, it's a pleasure to reflect with people that are devoted to embodying their essence and in the grandest scheme of things that's the only reason we're here that's the only reason we exist mm -hmm. and yeah. it's like if you think about a a sporting match right like there's two teams that oppose each other and one of them is trying to win the ultimate goal, which maybe is like a championship trophy. But you're not really after the championship trophy. You're after the experience of self-actualization and presence of your highest self that you achieve mm -hmm. through the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in the same sense... In this life, we're here to experience what we already are. Mm -hmm. And that involves walking that fine line of being in the world, but not of it. You engage with the world, you address injustice, you choose to show up as love or as joy or as compassion in the face of darkness. Mm. And you do so rooted 
in ultimate reality, which is that that's really all that exists. And without someone opposing you and trying to stop you from doing what you're doing, there's no game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Beautifully worded, Ken. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. So, mm. that feels like a good download for now. Yeah. Well, I'm very grateful to reconnect with you and hear where you're at and hear what you're bringing in to this world. And I feel like these types of meetings serve as inspiration to deepen in that path and to create more space for more love and light to come through into this plane. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's a beautiful bridge and there's so much energy behind words and our voice carrying all that we've ever been. So it's beautiful that you're recording people in this way and always happy to come back on at another time and Thank you for what you're doing. And I want to wish so much love to anyone that's listening out there. And hope that you're well, wherever you are, at whatever point you hear this, that you feel vital in yourself and know that you're not alone. And so much love from this beautiful island, Maui. Thank you for being you, Taya. Thank you as well. Okay. Aloha. Aloha. We hope you enjoyed that episode. This is what we're all about at Souls of Society. If you feel inspired right now, share this with one of your friends. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And most importantly, embody your soul by living in your heart. It's our time. It's our time for harmony, togetherness, and peace. Much love.